Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, Buff Nation? Welcome into DMVR Buffs Prime Time. We are presented by Illegal Pete's. Damn straight. Everyone's go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beers. RK is out smell it. twerking. We can smell Illegal Pete's right now. It's pretty cruel, if I'm it's being in honest. The air. Yeah. That's cruel, right. Alyssa. <laughs> What's up, Damn chat? It, Alyssa. How's everyone doing? How are you doing? Welcome back, bro. Doing so good. Just enjoying life, you yeah. know? I, uh, football's back. We're so we're all feeling good. This close, yeah. bro. We have games on Saturday. Yeah, we're simple creatures. Oh, my Lord. You give us a little ball around the corner, we start to feel good about ourselves. Hell yeah, man. And this preseason's been making me feel really good about you, me, and Justin's takes uh, going into the draft. Yeah, coming out of this last draft and like, guys, if... If he's as on point as he was about this 2023 <laughs> draft class, as he is about these buffs, I think for we're, we're in for some fun times this season. Think Real so? fun times. Yeah. Today was day 15 at camp. We, of course, had the scrimmage on Saturday. First off, shout out to our chat and our community. We put up that podcast at like, what was it, Alyssa, 9.30 our time? 9.30. I was so scared and sad. <laughs> we put that thing up at 9.30 as a premiere. We had a thousand people in the chat watching that thing as it was premiering. Amazing. You guys are incredible. Absolutely man. amazing. You guys are incredible. How was that? It was awesome. Yeah. It was hot, but it was right. a ton of fun. I was very tired after that day. but I believe uh, it. It was very cool and... Be it fun was, getting into it a little later. Oh yeah, um, chat. You guys can send your questions in um, on Saturday scrimmage. I know we didn't get to talk too much about it. But let's start off today, day fifteen of camp, and TCU prep is starting. Fun. We're getting into it. Uh, they've been doing a little bit of prep throughout the last week or so, but really today they've started to hit it hard. Um, started to hit it so hard that Uncle Neely is no longer telling us who wins the day anymore because he doesn't want to give anything away. Yeah, that's saying something. For sure. That's saying something right there. And he was also saying just feels like the troops are dialed in. Yep. Kind of switching gears here. Yeah, so big from last Saturday wasn't a great practice. We talked about that. But by according to what Uncle Neely said, today was much better. The energy was back. Um, guys had a little pep in their step. Right. Uh, you know, you get that day off on Sunday after yeah. grinding out there for yeah. two and a half hours on Saturday. Yeah. They're much more ready to go today. Um, but players of the day. Offense was another running back. Incredible. It Dylan for the fifth straight day. Which, wow. Anthony Hankerson. Big Hank, huh? Player of the day, yeah. Do you feel a little vindicated? I do. <laughs> You've been a Hank truther throughout this process. He's awesome, man. Yeah. He's, I mean, he really has such a great build for the position, and he's got nimble feet. Low uh, to the ground. Yep, exactly. Carries some power. Yep, he's a great power back, so he had another great day. Um, he's been putting together some solid practices, but I guess really shined today. And I guess it's saying something. If you have a running back that's player of the day over Dylan Edwards, who's been... Emerging as a top three player overall on this team, I think it stands for a lot right there. How much does it say about the offensive line that running backs after running backs keep mm -hmm. winning the day on offense? You know, it's what, it's what I kept thinking about watching that well off where, uh, uh, you know, the pass, the receivers are going to the no passing zone sign <laughs> yeah. and uh, being a little disrespectful 
is that as much hype as there might be for the passing game, what's standing out is this run game. Mm -hmm. And what's standing out to me of the clips I've mostly seen of Dylan Edwards going off is how they're sealing the edges and like getting downhill and like getting bodies on guys, man. And how the size of this offensive line, which I think going into not even this off season, but like as this roster was being built and we were familiarizing ourselves with Sean Lewis's offense and everything else, the size of the line felt like there was a bit of a double-edged sword, right? Mm -hmm. A bit of a benefit and a curse. Right. Because those big guys can be really good, but then you do worry about some of the mobility struggles that might come with having a lot of big guys. Well, right now I'm seeing guys who are getting to the second level and putting hats on hats and like opening up some holes for some 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 skill players who then once you give them a little bit of daylight are really taking advantage of it i think that was my biggest takeaway from the offense watching the scrimmage was while the offensive line did struggle at times to protect shador and sometimes let guys come through the line and you know free rushes and all that they were really opening up gaps um in the running game and guys like you said they were exploding into the second level man uh, Dylan had some big runs. I mean, I think every running back that touched the ball on Saturday exploded for at least like a seven, eight yard gain. <laughs> I mean, dude. Yeah. Now, fair to bring to light that maybe it's an undersized defensive line and I might have some concerns there. Though we could get into a lot of factors of undersized three-man lines and how those right those schemes are still holding up because the the college game is all about passing anyways um but yeah man i'm just really encouraged by this i'm just really encouraged by that right yeah. there and i mean i'm not exaggerating when i tell you i cannot think of the last time what you said about the offensive line could be said about a colorado offensive line yep Probably since I mean, Lindsay was running the ball. Even then, though, I don't think we were exactly falling over ourselves to praise the line. You right, know? Right. It was more the receiving core. And wow, Seth Alufau's really improved at quarterback. And it wasn't so much the O-line. The O-line was like, yeah, they're winning in spite of, or like, given their talent, they're doing a good job, you know. But it wasn't, wasn't like this, dude. Yeah, the first team offensive line has been really just grading out well in terms of running uh running the football but on the other side and we'll get to what um coach kelly and shiloh said on the podium a bit later but i think we're really we've got a much 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 improved defensive line this year and player of the day defensively bishop thomas again yeah Yeah. he was player one of our defensive players of the day in the scrimmage i think he won it twice last week too I mean, the chat, everyone knows his pedigree. He was scout player of the year at Florida State last year. Has mind-bending mobility and just uh, flexibility as a big guy. I mean, we saw him playing offense, and that's really been his calling card in order to get into the backfield very quickly. Amari McNeil got shouted out today, as well as, oh, man, who's the third? I'm forgetting now. Do you remember who I told you? Mm, We were talking about, yeah, yeah, we'll get to it. Um. But then Shador had another great day, it sounds like. Again, this guy just stacks good days. It's just what he does at this point. I mean, greatness is uh, manifested in a lot of ways, but the way in which greatness manifests itself most commonly is inconsistency. Yes. And Shador has shown he possesses that trait. I mean, in spades. No doubt. Yeah. All right, let's get to the podium. Yes, please. But first, a word from our friends at Circle K. We're hyped to partner with our friends at Circle K. Check out your local Circle K for the best coffee, Mm. beer, and snack selection, as well as premium gas. Look out for some freebies and giveaways down the road. Uh, We already talked road trip snacks. You got to walk into a Circle K. You're you're parched. It's a hot Denver day. You need a beverage. What are you grabbing? Yeah. um, So I grew up in Italy. One of the big like, oh, we can't get this in Italy was Dr. Pepper mm-hmm. or a good cherry Coke. Mm. So either of those and I'm feeling good. And none of this diet stuff, none of the, you know, sugar free. I want the sugar. I'll I'll deal with it on the dentist chair <laughs> months or years later. I don't care. 
But right now, I want that immediate reward that comes with that sweet, sweet corn-inspired <laughs> sugar. So yeah, Cherry Coke or Dr. Pepper. What What's your go-to? Iced tea. Mm. Sweet tea, man. Loving it. Um, Love that for you. So thanks to Circle K for sponsoring DMBR. Visit your nearest Circle K. Pick up all your favorite finds. Yes. And then Shador, Shador's number two barbecue. Ooh. The Pac-12's favorite barbecue sauce. <laughs> Tomato-based, rich, thick, sweet molasses-style barbecue sauce with tangy vinegar and fiery heat. Finishes with a subtle smoky note. Oh, man. Um, when's the last time you had some Shador's number two? It's been a minute, actually. I need to I need to really get this new grill. Ooh. Take it out for a spin and stuff. Yeah, I got it for my birthday. Then we were having some trouble with the starter. So, yeah, it's been a little bit of a stall, but we got to get back to it. Um, I just bought some chicken thighs. I'm going to be having some Shador's barbecue chicken thighs here very Dang, soon. I love that for us. Go to plbse.com. Use the code all city, all caps, one word at checkout, and you'll get 10% off your order of Shador's number two. Again, shout out to the chat. You guys, uh, it was Leonard Payne. That was the third defensive Leonard lineman. Payne was. I did see the chat take care of us on that one. Yep. Who, I mean, you watch the Fresno clips of Leonard Payne. Oh, yeah. There's some nasty in them, and uh, I like them, especially in that zero-tech nose tackle spot, you know? Yeah, um, he's he's been out there quite a lot. It's been him, Bishop, Amari McNeil, Shane Cokes. Um, I think I saw someone either say this on Twitter or on YouTube. I can't remember where, but that's your top four defensive tackle rotation. I'm feeling pretty damn good going yeah. into the season. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and then, you know, How's Alston fit in? How's Ches Wallace fit right, in? You right. know, I mean, in these more pass-oriented packages. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. My only concern is they feel a smidge undersized. But again, just like look at Big 12 football. Right. All over the place, it's all three three fives where they have like they have like pure edge rushers playing as five techniques. You Wasn't know? that Will I mean, McDonald? That was Will McDonald at Iowa State. It was a uh, Felix Anadukezoma. Uzarike, I think. Uzarike. God damn it. <laughs> um, who was also playing as a five tech in that Kansas State front. There's a yep. lot of those three three fives where it's like, geez, that guy's 250 pounds. He's playing, you know, I mean, sh- shaded over guard. Uh, but that's by design, you know, right. and you, you will take those rundowns where you might be a little easier to run on. Because you're going to make up for it with all those passing downs. All right, so let's get to the podium. Coach Kelly was up first. Um, He basically said what I said off the top. They've shifted their focus into game plan mode for TCU. Obviously, game week is going to be a different level, full scouting report, full preparation. But um, they've really started to get going on that front. How would you prep for TCU, man? Like you've That's a great question. You've done this. You've... You've done scouting adjacent jobs for many years. Uh-huh. I know this because I've worked with you closely. And if you guys don't know, I mean, before I even met Jake, he was working at SIS and, you know, learning under guys who were parts of NFL scouting front offices yep. and learning grading scales. And so you've had to dig deep and find the tape and stuff like this. So, Jake Schwanitz, how would you go about studying for this offense who has so many new guys? So you start off with the speed and what Sonny Dykes does, which is pretty air raid heavy. Uh, you look at Chandler Morris, the quarterback, who last year looked like he was going to be the starter. Yeah. Um, was right. the starter. You can find some Chandler Morris clips, so you're starting there. Oh, two years ago, he had a game against, I believe, Oklahoma State or Baylor, where yeah. he had he was fantastic. But he, we just didn't see that last year, so um, they're going to throw the ball around. Um, in terms of running the ball, that's really what was – they had weapons last year, right? But they ran the ball really well. And they part did. of that was Duggan. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, great line, good yep. running backs. They've yep. got to replace a lot of those guys, you know? So yeah, and then Doug, I mean, right. Having that kind of threat in the RPO game adds your quarterback mm-hmm. to just keep it is such a huge factor. So Chandler Morris isn't as mobile. So it's going to be, I think this is. It ties into what CU's trying to do with the safeties and getting speed on the field in the secondary. Right. Um, That's going to be the key, just being sound in defensive coverages for sure. On the other side of the ball, defensively, I honestly don't really know what we're getting. Their secondary is always really good. They always, I think Mm -hmm. they have another corner this year um, who's going to be highly talented. For years, you're right. Yeah. You're right. 
Um, Coach Kelly was asked about who's been impressing him. Uh, he said he's been really impressed by the young outside linebackers. He named Tajay McCoy and Kyrie Mann specifically. Tajay McCoy is another guy who, when we watched his his tape when we were going through commitments earlier in the season, you know, junior tape, it was all right. There's something to work with there. Um, then he kind of moved to pure edge as a senior and exploded, had a fantastic season, double digit sacks, I believe. Yeah. Really showed off his bend. I think he slimmed down a bit too. Um, he's been impressing. And then Kyrie Manns, we talked to him last week. He was out there when we were um, at Folsom on Saturday. Like he's going to play a lot for this team on the edge. They should have a pretty deep rotation, huh? I do. It just feels like that. Like the whole front seven, honestly. Right. And we talked about this on Saturday after the scrimmage. Like Neely brought this up. You know, the depth of this team is going to be the issue. And I still, and I think he's right still. But when you start going through the names and talking about it and hear who the coaches are shouting out, this team just, just feels a lot deeper than what, you know, your first stringers or your top 15 players. You know what I mean? I feel like they actually are at least defensively, 20, 25 players deep in that rotation. They're going to be yeah. having a lot of guys in and out of the field. Yeah, it's intriguing. Uh, Coach Kelly was asked about how Travis has been doing so far in camp. He said he's been exceptional on both sides of the ball. Not really breaking news there. He was asked about Shiloh, his uh, leadership, out. and how he's just been coming along. He said Shiloh's got a great personality. He's very mature about his business. The biggest thing I've seen with Shiloh is his maturity as a player, and he really comes to prepare. He's got a group of guys he takes, and they all meet together. They're all watching film together. Shiloh's basically teaching them, like breaking down mistakes. He's really becoming like a little Coach Kelly almost. That's crazy. Yeah, it's pretty. And impressive. then I mean, geez, seems like quite the tone setter on the field as well. You know, like exactly. leading by example in uh, in between the hashes. Also, uh, we'll talk a lot more about Shiloh here really soon. Um, and then something the chat was just talking about a lot. Uh, the injured players, I don't there's I don't think there's reason to, to be up in arms or concerned about this. I mean, we're still, what are we, 13, 12 days out from TCU? That's right. Um, so he was asked about Jaquez, JD, and Chance Main, who haven't been practicing recently. Coach Kelly did say we have to do, what we have to do is prepare like they're not going to be here. We're not going to put anyone on the field that's not ready to play. And, you know, you hear that. That is a scary quote. And I get yeah. why people maybe kind of freaked out about that. But it's also pretty. Yeah. Like, yeah, no shit. Yeah. It's, 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 <laughs> Look, we, we knew that. Yeah, yeah. It's coach speak. I mean, yeah, he's yeah, uh, right. it's, it's fine, though. You know, I think we still have the rest of this week until we should really worry about injuries at this point. Right. I mean, obviously, you'd love to be at full health and have the full extent of everyone available. But, yeah, you got to kind of see. I mean, exactly. sounds like we don't have any specific status on any of these guys right now. You no. Know? I did see a lot of them today, though. They were walking around. They looked fine. Yeah. People are worried about That's Tarvarish huge. Dawson. I saw That's him huge. walking around today. He looks fine. That's huge, for sure. And then Shiloh. We'll pay off the headline here. The player that's setting the tone for this team is Shiloh Sanders. I love that. And when he just, dude, when he takes the podium and starts speaking, he sounds like a coach. Like, it sounds like a guy who's been playing college football for forever, basically. He's just so ready for this year, for this opportunity. Um, He said, everybody's more locked in this week than any other week so far. Then he said, love that. This is the smartest, strongest, and fastest I've been, especially with Coach Kelly. He kind of mentioned last year how he was still recovering from the ACL, wasn't really fully healthy for JSU. He seems to be feeling really good, and he's been taking this so seriously. He's leading guys in the film yeah, room. Man. like He's just becoming like the ideal defensive leader for this team. Leader overall, maybe. I think those scouts who will be coming through Boulder are going to be keeping an eye on 21 on defense quite a bit. For sure. And shout out to the chat, man, because we spent a lot of the dog days of the offseason. Well, gosh, I don't know how many dog days there really were on this podcast. Uh, (laughs) Coach Prime has kept us pretty entertained. Um, You know, there was a lot of times where we were trying to figure out that safety room. And the chat was always on it, like, hey, don't forget about Shiloh. Shiloh's yep. going to be in that mix. Shiloh's probably going to start. Um, and boy, is that really, really looking like that's the case. Yeah. And I'm, how good do you feel about those safeties now? Huh? Oh, With dude. The offseason Trevor Woods has had and how Shiloh's looking. And, and then Roderick Ward, he, had, yeah. he was the guy that chased down Dylan Edwards on that long play right. on uh, Saturday. Right. right. And I mean, what Cam's shown all mm-hmm. since 
stepping onto campus. Yeah. Feel really good about a lot of those guys. Uh, to rewind a little bit, I did ask Coach Kelly about Roderick Ward and what he's seen from him so far. And he said he's really adapted to this level. He was playing, I believe, Southern Utah last year, was an all-conference mm -hmm. player there. So you know he can play. Just about adjusting to you know the speed of the game, speed size, yeah. um, all the different players he's going to be up going up against. He said he's doing great stuff in coverage in the back end of the field. Um, he's really encouraged by him, and he was one of the guys that really kind of stood out on Saturday's scrimmage too. That's great. Um, circling back on Chance Main, do you have any updates on his? I don't status? actually. I do not. Um, What's his ideal spot? Like pure edge, huh? I think he's been playing more inside. That's what I thought from his build and stuff. Yeah. I mean, he, again, he put on quite a lot of weight, like 20, 25 pounds over the offseason. He yeah. looks great. He's in the high 270s, low to mid 280s. He's listed at 260. I think he's definitely what you're saying. Dude, around 270, yeah, 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 yeah. He feels much more like five tech size. Right, yeah. Than edge size, you know. Well, and that's the thing with this defensive front. I, I love what they did because you've got your speed guys and like Tajay McCoy, Kyrie Manns. But then Jordan Dominic, Taj Alston, uh, Derek McClendon, even these are some big edges that, yeah, like, yes, yes, even yes. in speed situations yeah. or like speed, you know, third and long or something, you could just throw out your four best, uh, I don't even want to say pass rushers, but pure defensive linemen. And if it's Jordan Dominic, Shane Cox, McClendon, and Alston, like, that's a great, like, almost NASCAR front for a third down for situation. Sure. Well, it's what I love about Dominic and what I think stood out from the top is like A's got that power five pedigree and B's just long, man. Yep. He's just long. He's going to work all over that defensive mm -hmm. line. He really is. I mean, aside from putting him like right over center, he's just going to that length is really going to pay off to where he's so much more than just a stand up edge. Mm hmm. Uh, Shiloh spoke about Cormani McLean and his progress. He said he's doing good. He's better and better every week. He's going to be a great player. Again, we saw that on Saturday. He had a great PBU, I think two great PBUs. Um, and he's going up against the ones, being on that second team. So yeah. even though he's second team, I think this is the best way to kind of bring him along so that you have him for the season. Right, right, for sure. Um, last thing, Shiloh was asked about going against uh, Coach Lewis's tempo and how they've adjusted on defense. He said, we like playing fast as a defense. We're a really fast defense. There are some cons of running tempo. Then he like leaned into the mic and kind of looked in the camera and he goes, if anyone wants to try and run tempo on us. <laughs> that's, that's interesting, huh? Yeah. That's pretty much it. And I think that's a weapon too, man. If teams try to run tempo on the buffs, they've been conditioned for it since March, basically, at this point. They're going to be ready if a team wants to go fast on them. Coming into their house, running tempo at altitude, too. Oh, yeah. Have fun. Yep. Have fun. Have at it. So, and that's why the depth is so important, though. Mm -hmm. You need that depth. Secondary yeah. up front, especially, you know, not disregarding that second level of the defense. That's where you really need heavy rotations. Keep these guys fresh. Be able to play against tempo. Be able to play against these spread out attacks and just throw a lot of different Guys at him with fresh legs. Exactly. All right. You guys hit the like button. Also subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We'd greatly Hell appreciate yeah. your five-star review. Yeah, check it out. For sure. Audio only. I find the audio only to be a lot easier to consume if I'm out and about. You yes. Know, yeah. Doing laundry. You know, like AirPods, I'm multitasking or out and about. Mm-hmm. Uh, car, whatever. It's way easier than the, the YouTube version where, you know, the ads, whatever. I got to right. deal with that, yeah. You, uh, yeah, you can have us in your pocket if you subscribe to the podcast. We'd greatly appreciate it. Shout out to Breckenridge Brewery. Boom. Beer of the Month here is the magnificent Mountain Beach Sour. Let's go. <laughs> you can get one for $6 out here. Um, what a steal. It's DMVR bar season. It is the Mecca, as yeah. it's known. Yes. Yes. Come to the Mecca, bet, drink some Breckenridge Brewery, beers. Uh, you know, they, we've got it all. Yeah, man. It's um, where dreams are made of. We've got tons of Breckenridge brews on tap. We have the Mountain Beach Sour. We have the Avalanche Amber Ale, Mile High City Golden, the Broncos Country Pale Ale, tons more. 
Um, we are going to have a Broncos watch party coming up, but if you can't make it, the Breck Farmhouse in Littleton is going to be having a... What game is this? October 12th. Is that the Bears game? Must be. Must be. So we're doing a uh, watch party out there for the Bears game if you can't make that trip. You can find the uh, Breckenridge Brewery near you using their beer locator. Go to www.breckbrew.com to find a Breck Brew near you. And then Backus and Shanker. If you get hurt, they are here to help. They've been helping those seriously injured in Colorado for more than 25 years. Oh, yeah. No fees to speak with them about your case. No fees while they work on your case. And no fees unless they win your case and win money for you. They have won over $1 billion for their clients. Uh, they've got neighborhood offices in Denver, Aurora, Englewood, Fort Collins as well. They help with all kinds of injury cases where you weren't at fault, car accidents, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrian, trucks. Even if you're hurt at work, smash the two, 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 to find out if you have a case for free, Bacchus and Shanker wins. Beautiful. You said October 8th? 12th. October 12th. That's the Chiefs. Oh. Thursday nighter. Oh, all right. Yeah. Yeah. And Not here, though, right? That's an away game. Yeah. Yeah. This guy knows ball. He knows well, ball. I know that because I'm going to the Chiefs game here. Oh. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, it's around Halloween. That's good, man. I know. I'm hyped. That's going to be fun. Um, all right. A couple more things to touch on today. Get your questions in now, though. We will get to them please, at the very please, end of please. the show. The All-American team from the AP, the preseason All-American team, came out today. Those guys know ball. Do they? <laughs> no, they, they don't. They don't stay up late to watch to watch the West Coast games, so we give them shit. Um, what you're here to find out is that Travis Hunter... First team, AP, All-American for all-purpose player. Uh, both ways, he won first team All-Pac-12 in that preseason poll. Now he wins it for the entire country. Uh, very talented first team offense. Caleb Williams as the quarterback. Um, we have Romo Dunze at wide receiver, and then Travis Hunter, of course, as all-purpose. And then the kicker, Joshua Cardi out of Stanford. That's your four Pac-12 representatives on the AP All-American team. A lot of Georgia, uh, Michigan, Ohio State on this list. Yeah. It's a pretty it's a pretty standard list. Yeah. Nothing that jumps out as too crazy to me. Um, Travis won a very few non-draft eligible guys mm. on here, however. Yeah. One of the younger guys on mm -hmm. this All-American team. It's him, Harold Perkins, the outstanding LSU edge rusher, uh, who are really the only guys I see here who are not upperclassmen already. Mm -hmm. Ah, Malachi Starks, Georgia safety, also a second-year guy. A dog? Are you familiar with him already? Oh, yeah. First game in his career. He had like an interception last year. He's crazy. Really? Yeah. I don't even, bro. Was that Clem Clemson? They last had a year? big out of conference. They played Shit, Georgia. They or, smoked uh, Oregon. Oregon. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. And then Kirby, Kirby hugged Dan Lanning after the game. They asked him Kirby post game. Oh, what'd you say to Dan Lanning? Oh, I told him that, uh, you know, <laughs> he should be happy because he, he helped us bring a lot of these players here. Like, <laughs> Obviously, he knows that, Kirby. He was right. on your staff. Like, God. <laughs> Such an idiot. I kind of I just think all SEC coaches are idiots, you know? They, I shouldn't. RIP the Pirate. <laughs> I had the utmost respect for the Pirate. Let's be clear. Um, but, yeah, it's just like... Uh, you got to be different to coach in the SEC. You do, man. You really do. <laughs> you really do. So true. Uh, defensively here, we got some Pac-12 guys. Braylon Trice, the edge rusher out of Washington, makes... Uh, the AP defense, uh, I believe that's really it. Yeah. Um, Cam Simon Craig's guy, Kool-Aid McKinstry, makes it at cornerback, the junior out of Alabama. Yeah. But it looks like that's pretty much it. Oh, we got second team right here. Pac-12 um, overrated, underrated, properly rated by the AP for the first teamers. I think they're properly rated, actually. I like that. I like that. Okay, good. Um yeah, and then we got yeah. the second team. So second team, uh, Drake Mays, the quarterback. Mm -hmm. I'm not seeing much. We got Wyoming kicker on here. A lot of Clemson, uh, Alabama, Jacob Ohio State. Cowing is on the second okay. team. 
So they're wide receiver out of Arizona. The kicker is John Hoyland out of Wyoming. <laughs> yeah. So we got that. That's fun. Uh, defensively, there it is. Josh Newton. That's the cornerback at TCU uh, to watch out for. He makes uh, AP preseason second team All-American. That's pretty much it, though. A lot of uh, Clemson, LSU, Bama, guys like that. Kalen Bullock is a USC guy who made it on oh, the right, second the team. Oh, right, the safety, yep. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that's really about it. All that's right. really about it. Moving on. Oh, man. Good job, AP. The 2024 recruiting class for CU balled out in the first weekend of high school football games. You love to see this. It was phenomenal. Yeah. Danny O'Neill, the quarterback. Um, Dude. Did you see that? Yeah. What a run. Oh, my gosh. Crazy. That was getting, like, big pushes. Oh, yeah. That went pretty uh, pretty big on Twitter. Unrelated to the 24 class, 23 class, you saw, is it Jim Rome sending his yes. kid? Huh? Yes. Jim it? Rome's kid enrolling at CU. Yep, yep, yep. Um, who else stood up? Michael Welsh had a touchdown. Um, Jamaris Wilder had a touchdown. Talon, uh, Talon Chandler had like a clip of him pancaking some guy when he was coming around on a pull. Uh, AB, Aaron Butler, went off, and uh, people are going crazy about him and saying that he's like the best high school player they've seen and stuff right now. Love um, that. Who else am I missing, man? I forget what wide receiver I was seeing go off. I think that's all I can remember for now. But yeah, yeah 2024 class showed up. Feels good one. already. Oh, yeah. Crazy. They're already playing preps football. Huh? I know. I know. Not wasting any time. Nope. Off and running. I mean, I guess school's back in. So, oh, Winston Watkins, he went off too. He had like two touchdowns. That's who I saw. Yeah. Two touchdowns on four receptions and over 100 yards. <laughs> he is <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Where's he in? He is at IMG Academy in Florida. Dude. Yeah. And apparently IMG is like souped up this year. A lot of people said this is like the best high school offensive line they've ever seen. Great year to have Coach Prime as your coach, (laughs) huh? And uh, he's got some connections down there. Um, But my big takeaway from this, you know, people have kind of, I don't want to say freaked out over the 2024 class. Slightly concerned, I would say. Okay. Um, because okay. it's a little smaller, they haven't gotten as many commits as a lot of Power Five schools or schools in their conference. Yeah. But the thing with these guys is it does feel like they're all a little underrated, and they have chances to grow as recruits this year, and even grow into potentially five and four stars. Because it's a lot of three, four stars. I think they only have two four stars right now. Yeah. Uh, and Brandon Davis, Swain, and AB is one. Maybe another one. I can't remember. But it feels like they've got tons of room to grow. They are really getting players that are just starting to get better, it feels like. They're also going to be a smidge behind. This is the last cycle where you are playing a little bit of catch-up mm-hmm. with how the, you know, I mean, the doesn't seem real, but this staff has only been in place for six months, mm-hmm. eight months, something like that. Yeah, eight months. Um, geez, that barely feels true. So, yeah, I mean, they're going to do a little bit of playing catch-up. And, I mean, this is also partially, I think, it's like welcome to being a, a team that's casting a wide national net and really nationally recruiting and going after some big names, you know? Like, oh, you yeah. are on you are on different timetables. This isn't like filling 20 scollies with a bunch of three stars and you can take care of business and right. have, like, 15 of those locked up by... You know, August. Uh, Sean saying Riola was. Did you see Riola's clips? No, that one I didn't. Yeah, he went off too. Yeah. Oh man, it's great. So many dudes. So great to have football back. Almost back completely. We're getting week zero here. (laughs) Almost here. (laughs) It's Monday. I mean, might as well. It's it's the week week zero will be played in. Might as well be here. That's true. We're going to be picking games on Friday, bro. I can't believe How that. about that? Oh, man. Cannot wait to lose some money on college football. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> I'm so bad at picking college football. It's <laughs> legitimately crazy. All right. Uh, last little thing I have is actually basketball. We got our 2023-2024 non-conference schedule. Let's go. So the Buffs starting off uh, three straight games 
at the CU Event Center. Actually, I believe this one. Oh, yeah. So three straight at the CU Event Center. Towson coming to town. Grambling State coming to town. Milwaukee coming to town. And then they're playing in uh, the Daytona Beach uh, tournament. They've got Richmond and a team yet to be named. Mm. They'll come back. They'll play Iona November 22nd. So that's all in November. And then November 29th at Colorado State. I like it. That was the game last year where Coach Prime made his appearance at the CU Event Center. Oof, crazy. Yeah. Uh, wow. Pepperdine, Miami at the Barclays Center. That's in. Uh, that's where the Nets play, right? Yeah, that's in Brooklyn, New York. And then uh, Northern Colorado and Utah Tech come to town before the last season of Pac-12 basketball. I mean, aside from going to the Barclays Center, I like that schedule for a young, very talented Buffs team to kind of get their reps, ease into things, and then be ready to go as Pac-12 play heats up and maybe make some noise in their final year playing some Pac-12 games, man. So it's going to be fun. November is going to be a grind. Balancing basketball and football. It's going to be fun, though. Damn straight. You guys send us more likes. We might just get uh, Jake some help so you you don't make it happen. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Shout out to our friends over at... Shady Rays. Boom. Take on the sun with gear built to last. Shady Rays has you covered with their premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Durable frames, extremely clear polarized optics. These guys have hundreds of pairs. And apparently I found the best one because everyone keeps talking about the pair that I have. Yeah, dude. You made a brilliant choice. Thank you. <laughs> brilliant choice. Broncos colors. He looks, uh, he looks great. I'm ready for tailgates, man. I believe it. I believe it. It's going to be a good time. It feels um, like a good year for football in Denver. We're in, due. In the Centennial State. Yeah. We're due. Yes, yes, yes. If you break or lose your uh, Shady Rays, they will replace, replace them, no questions asked. Even if you uh, don't like your pair within the first 30 days, they got you covered. Check them out at the Park Meadows Mall or go online to ShadyRays.com and use that code DMVR. You'll get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. And you can try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over two hundred fifty thousand people. All right, chat. Do it. Smash that like button. Get your questions in. If you have questions on Saturday, fire away. I'll answer what I can. Who's up first? Ajo. Um, please tell us more about Jacquez and Jordan Dominic. Are they seriously injured? No, they are not seriously injured. They are okay. There you go. I think this is something Neely brought up when we were walking in the hallway today, too, is that it's going to be that time where coaches start to kind of reel back a bit. You know, Travis is going to get reeled back a bit. Shane Cox is a guy, you know, the guys who are the most important on the team, uh-huh. they don't need to be taking every rep at this point in time. It's about, you know, the marathon, not the sprint at this yeah. point. Rain them in a little. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not about grinding them hard in these last two weeks of practice, it's being prepared for TCU and being in the best shape coming into that game in Dallas. And it's also going to be about maintaining because that's going to be a dreadfully hot game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that's I mean, going to be a storyline There's a lot of conditioning week. and, like, hydration that you really need to make sure is on point, man. And depth. I mean, yeah. you might need to go to a slightly heavier rotation in a game like that. So and you were saying you think it's a little cooler now. Well, I just pulled up the weather in Fort Worth. It's 104 today. Oof. But <laughs> starting God. on Monday, we're down into the 90s, the high 90s. Okay. I'll take 10 degrees. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I guess, man. Jeez. Uh, but what that's concerned not, for you guys. That's not all the way out till Saturday yet. So um, Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, Texas-born Dre, where, uh, where can we get that hat? This was from the fine folks. I always forget. Tenth and Uni. Tenth and Uni. Yes. Check them out. I saw Coach Prime rocking this. Had to get mine. And then they they hooked the whole show up. And I was lucky enough to get the white one. So Tenth and Uni. Check them out. Their hats. I mean, their buffs hats are just like unrivaled. (laughs) No free ads, but they got some great stuff, man. No free ads. Go check it out. Yeah. But but maybe some free ads. (laughs) Uh, Chris, Jake, does well-off coverage mirror what you see in person? So, for the most part, like, I mean, it's football. You see what happens on the field for the most part. But, of course, 
having the perspective, we were a few rows up in the stands, you know, so we got to see everything really. And it's, of course it's going to be different, you know? And I think they film stuff on purpose a little tighter. So you don't see formations, you don't see motions. Um, you don't, a lot of times on well off too, you don't see the full development of the play. It'll kind of kick in, you know, when Shador's rolling out or mm-hmm. something, mm-hmm. you know, it's, and we learned when we were there, it's sometimes because Shador was sacked or he's actually extending a play when he's rolling out like that, because, you know, the defender gets their hand on the quarterback. They're not just going to kill the rep. They're going right. to keep it going right. the whole way. Right. I'd say that's the biggest difference is just a little more context in person, of course. Um, and they just play it smart. Bucky, Darius, and all them, Neely. Like, oh. They're not trying to give stuff away on these videos. So they show just enough of what you need to see. First and foremost, those guys know ball and know how to yes. do that, mm-hmm. which is like a real skill. Like still showing us how reps are ending or still showing us how guys are competing without giving away all the secrets and all the prep. And just like in general, like if you've ever been at a football practice, some plays that were highlights might stand out to you more than some plays stood out as highlights might stand out more to Jake, you know, when it is ultimately one human being and that human being's perspective editing that video. And that is gonna, Right. And I mean, it, it's still practice. So you don't want to overanalyze any one rep. And like every single day, a hundred of these reps in scrimmage type settings are playing out mm-hmm. with, you know, uh, a complete variance of results. And that's just part of it. Right. I mean, it's practice. You don't want to overanalyze any single rep. You don't want to overanalyze anything. But it's always nice to get that information and I think I mean exactly for the most part everyone's seen similar things right right Dylan performing well Shador yes. being immaculate um how well the passing game can look at times the stuff we said about the O-line the different D-line that are popping all that there there seems to be a pretty common thread across the board that everyone observing practices has kind of seen those same things. Right. No, beautifully said. I mean, we only get to see it through, you know, what Bucky sees exactly. So being able to, like, bring it in for myself and actually be able to evaluate myself was really cool. Yeah. And then scroll up a little bit, Alyssa. There was a a comment that um, also highlighted, before you go pro, um, between plays, man, they are moving. Mm. They waste no time. Mm -hmm. And... Of course, that stood out to me months and months and months ago yes. when I went to that one practice. Yeah, but like not even like, you know, if the first team ha- like goes three and out or whatever, they are getting the second team on there quick. Like they are not wasting time. Uh, there's hardly any dead time at these practices. Even you know when we said the energy was kind of down on Saturday and not their best practice, they are still their minimum speed is very very high. Yeah, which is awesome. And I, I don't know why you would ever do things differently. It, helps you practice tempo it helps you be organized in a time you know like a rapid manner which Mm -hmm. obviously in like tight game situations is key it keeps you conditioned because you're even when you're in between plays you still have to hustle up and it's efficient it allows us to get as many plays in the day as we can so why wouldn't you um anything else would make no sense what's up angela TCU coaches having trouble prepping for CU. Can you prepare for CU speed? Can TCU play five DBs versus CU with Dylan on the field? Um, so let's start with the first part there. Prepping for CU, and honestly, I I don't know. How do you even – that's so much film. And that's that just to learn about the players. Puffy man. Yeah. I think you're doing some combo of Jackson Stay and – Kent State, Kent State, Alabama. God, I almost said Toledo again, and no. I was gonna like end it all. Um, yeah, I, I, you're right. And some Bama. So God, I mean, how much are we really gonna garner exactly. from that Bama tape? Right. I mean, yeah. The, yeah, defensively, I'd be lost on how to prep for this one. Yep. Offensively, at least I'm getting a feel for Shadur, and I'm getting a feel for the Sh- Sean Lewis offense a little bit, and Shadur in a like coach prime coached yes exactly but yeah i don't know i mean i think they will play a 335 angela so they will be just naturally a little lighter up front um but maybe against a back like dylan that is what you want right Mm -hmm. because dylan it's not so much 
clogging those gaps. It's like, are we going to have someone once he finds that daylight who can actually catch up to him and slow his momentum down? Or is right. it just a house call every time, you know? Uh, playing five DBs against you with Dylan on the field. I mean, man, you're Dylan's going to be just such a matchup problem for defenses. Um, you know, you can talk about five wide or even four wide, whatever it is, and how they get Dylan out there. But say they go like 12 or 13 personnel. Yeah. And it's Dylan out there. You're going to have a bunch of linebackers on the field. All Dylan, all you got to do really is block the edge. Let Dylan gain it, and you're potentially off to the races, man. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, that speed is a massive factor. That versatility is a <laughs> massive factor. I'm really looking forward to seeing him, um, you know, flex out wide and stuff like that. So, <laughs> shout out to Exile Rugby. He says, gotta watch some John De Niro clips <laughs> to really prepare. <laughs> Do you, are you in on John De Niro? No. Um, <laughs> oh my God. We had a, a snarfs read. What's the peppers? Jardiniera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so good. Oh, my God. Jean De Niro. Wow, that's incredible. Was that just you? That was me. Oh, man, that's incredible. Uh, right, a foodie like Ryan wouldn't get that wrong. Trying yeah. to read the read for the yeah, first time on air, it's a risky strategy sometimes. I got you. Yeah, yeah. True. Oh, love uh, that for us. Next question. Oz Maldonado, you guys were talking with Unk about big plays and the scrimmage being called back because of penalties. A classic buff killer. Do you think they will get this cleaned up by game one? Yeah, and I think the refs, it, it's weird sometimes in those settings because you want the refs there. Yeah. Because you want to get that, you know, you want to get the feedback. You want to kind of know what you can and can't get away with, stuff like that. But sometimes it was like, I don't know, they called some stupid penalties out there, man. I think they called one where it's like too many players on the field where they're obviously like subbing and just running in and out. Like, you know what I mean? They're going to wait for the defense to kind of get ready. So I don't know. It's it's why you practice this stuff, though. Yeah. It's why you do have these refs. And I'm I, you guys saw Coach Prime was talking to the refs a lot before they started scrimmaging. I'm sure he probably told them, you know, don't be liberal with the flag, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, right, right. Totally. I will say it wasn't a lot of like... It wasn't a lot of holdings. It wasn't a lot of DPIs. Um, you know, like legit, like bad penalties that'll ruin a drive. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, a lot of five yard variants, stuff like that. So. Right. Right. That's huge. Uh, Ed, are we still seeing and hearing good things about Charlie? We are, man. He uh he played pretty well on Saturday. Just a big rotation of backs. Five deep, basically. Yeah. Exactly. Maybe more. Mm-hmm. So with that, it's just going to have to earn a spot. Um, he's got a spot for sure. The Bronco kid's asking how long before NCAA decision on Tyler Brown. We should get one this week. Yeah, a few different questions about that. Let's hope, man. Yeah. Uh, of course, last week we learned his eligibility is kind of up in the air. Um, we learned he was going through mono too. So um, if he is eligible, he will be eligible for week one. Yeah. But I don't know, again, just coming from the sickness and being out of practice the last few weeks, um, we'll yeah. see how soon it goes. Yeah. yeah. It'd be massive if they got him, though. Sure would. Sure would. And, and it sucked to lose him. He's such a good kid. Um, what do we think about running back Sivion Wilkerson? We haven't mentioned him much. Um, he's out there, man. I think he's running with the third or second team. Um, in terms of the depth chart, I'm not really sure. But uh, he's been out there. He had some nice runs on, uh, again, he's part of the, you know, group of four or five, six running backs out there who was just, oh, there's Savion for nine yards. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Love that. Lawrence, what's up, dude? Uh, Will Johnson, underclassman? Will Johnson. Is this the guy that... Uh, Oh, you're talking about the Michigan guy. I see what you're talking about. This guy's a dog, too. Another cornerback at Michigan. Oh, yeah? Yep. And why are we talking about Will Johnson? 
Lawrence is my Michigan guy. Oh, okay. Okay, good, good, good. Good, okay, great. Love that. Uh, Jasmine, do you think our opponents are watching well-off slash reach the people videos for scouting purposes? Probably. Why wouldn't you? That's probably the best access you're going to get. Yeah, I think they're pretty good about not giving away stuff, though. They're not, but, I mean, instead of having to watch... Dylan Edwards freshman or uh, senior year high school tape USF for to watch Jimmy and Xavier and then right. North what is it Northwestern State to watch Javon Antonio you can kind of just watch well off and you can go okay this is what this guy's good at you know this might be what he's gonna be situational like you can I still think you can learn some you stuff you can from figure it. out the two deep you can figure out a little bit about like how how guys might be utilized and highlighted for mm -hmm. sure I just. I don't know how much, like, I think the hours of time you would dedicate to watching all those videos versus the actual returns you would get from a scouting perspective yeah. are maybe not worth it. Mark commented that TCU's best source is DMVR. <laughs> Could be, man. Yeah. Yeah. Jake's uh, primetime trackers and stuff like that. I know. Yeah, that's, there's all your updates right, right there. Go through those clips on Twitter. Might be able to find stuff a little quicker that way for sure. We don't give away a lot, though. I don't think we do. Guys, look, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we were the issue with the one win squad last year. No, I don't think I, so. Uh, I don't imagine we will impact things at all on the football <laughs> field this season as well. That is a good point. Someone said well off averages around 250K, thousand views. Like, right. A lot of people watching. You never oh, know. Oh, yeah. It's, it's very much, it's very open. I mean, uh, next one. Anyone has access. Jarrell, is DMVR doing anything the night before the game or after the game? Also curious what kind of food and drinks for the tailgate. Thanks. Keep up the great work. Thank you, man. Um, I don't know. Night before the game. Oh, uh -oh. spirits down. Oh, no. Get my girl spirit up. Um, I think we'll have something before the game on Friday. And then after the game on Saturday, I'm sure there'll be something too. Because we don't leave till Sunday morning. So we'll have time to fit some stuff in. We'll get, we'll get you some deets. We'll, we'll get yeah, you some deets drill. For sure. Very, very soon. Details you on. Uh, you should have got your itinerary though. Check your email if you haven't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The spam folders. They work wonders sometimes. <laughs> Nicholas. How was it seeing Shador in person? How good do you think this offense can be? Shador was, I mean, so in command, so poised too. Like he's never like rushed or yeah. like, but at the same time, he's very athletic and can get out of those, you know, pressure instances. I was really impressed with uh, his athletic ability and how well he was using his legs. Yeah. Not that I didn't know that, but like. Smidge more than advertised though, yeah, maybe, right? For sure. Like, I think the book coming out of Jackson was like, yo, he's really a smooth operator in the pocket. The arm's good. Maybe not super duper, but good. And we're finding out that arm, which I always said, like, man, I don't know. There's some, like, off-platform, like, not having to lean his weight forward where he's still just gunning it to yeah. the sideline, no problem, that we're not giving him enough credit for when we're evaluating the pure arm strength and the athleticism popping a few ticks more than maybe we anticipated mm -hmm. has also been a welcome surprise. Uh, he was awesome, man. Um, again, his accuracy is very impressive too. Like there's, there was like three or four plays where he's like rolling to his left, mm -hmm. just turns his shoulders and just right on target, man. Dude. It's really impressive to watch yeah. him, man. Um, a few more. Esquire again. Shout out to Bucky. Finish your breakfast, young fella. Shout out to Bucky. Shout out to everyone at CU, uh, Coach Prime, Neely, for uh, being so welcoming to us. That was Hell really yeah. cool. Incredible, in fact. Yeah. D. Lee, how are you guys seeing the buffs against TCU? Competitive or dominant? I think it's going to be a much closer game, I think, than what, what many gambling sites and books are saying. 20 is just too much. 20 is too much. They're two complete unknown teams. I mean, these hat like if I was ranking top twenty-five hardest to predict squads going into college football's twenty twenty-three season, these two teams are in my top eight. Mm -hmm. And buffs are probably number one. Like buffs right. are it's impossible to know what to expect. Yep. Uh because it's like you never see a ninety 
a 90-man roster turned over as thoroughly as this has been turned mm-hmm. over. Uh, and TCU's not doing much different. I mean, TCU's got a drastic turnover yeah. as well. New offense? Just year two of Sonny Dykes. Yeah. And I mean, you name every star from last year's team, they gone. Yep. I mean, just down the line. Dude, that's something that stood out to me watching NFL preseason. There's a lot of TCU guys making plays on NFL preseason games right now. A lot of them. Yesterday felt like a full TCU day. There's K. Andre Miller playing for the Saints. Right. They played the Chargers, Quinn right? Johnson's popping yeah. for the Chargers. And Steve Avia is on my Twitter feed making a monster block in another preseason. Did Darius and Davis have a return again, too? Right. Right. Like, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And then Duggan's playing quarterback. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be fascinating, man. I do think it's going to be much closer than many people say. Honestly, and I think it's going to be a nail biter. If, I think there's a slim possibility the buffs come out and are kind of dominant, though, too. Could be. I mean, no. I mean, there's definitely a They've possibility. Got the better, they got the better quarterback. They've got the best player, regardless mm-hmm. of position on the field. Mm-hmm. They got tons of speed. Like, McCaskill should be back. Demoy Kennedy should be back fully, like... And I say fully by like shedding the braces, you know, taking on contact. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it sets up to be. I don't know, man. It's hard to know how really biased is. we are to, you know, like. I, uh, we'll take see. take plus 20, though, on that line. Abs- I feel great about that. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Last one. Jamel, uh, what's the deal with the ac- uh, academy schools? Is that an extra year of high school? Uh, they're basically just high school, like, all-star teams, really. Yeah. Um, they're yeah. full four years. Um, I remember, I mean, K.J. Hamler was just there last week. So he, like, transferred to IMG to play his senior year there, but that's when he tore his ACL the first time was before that. And he went right to Penn State after that year. So um, it's pretty much just transferring high schools, really. Yeah, and I think in some ways football was a bit behind on this. Like IMG Academy really starts in full in like the early 90s as an elite tennis academy. And I mean, guys like Pete Sampras and since then, like just all stars uh, have popped out of there. And in basketball, we saw this for years and years and years. Academies like Oak Hill and New Jersey in the Northeast is packed with these like Lots of them all boys, like super remote academies. And it's all just academics, basketball, academics, basketball. And now we've seen more of these pop up in football. And, uh, yeah, they're really like football powerhouses. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know. It's fascinating. Yeah, it's fascinating for sure. There were a lot of really good high school matchups, actually, um, recently. Do you have a mic on, Alyssa? I do. What did you think of today when you went up? Uh, it was pretty cool. It's cool to be up there and see how everything goes. And I think, like you said, like they're having fun. Like All the guys are stopping, listening to their press conferences. Yeah. Like, it's just a good vibe. It really is. Yeah, lots of teamness out there. Oh, yeah. Really feel like it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how Coach is managing his time. Yeah. He, he always seems like he's taking care of all this shit ahead of time. And now when you're seeing him, he's dealing with chatting with people and figuring oh, stuff yeah. out. And uh, I mean, in my very, very small world, I can kind of identify with that where I need to like get all my ducks in a row during off hours, basically. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm at the office, I'm just chatting with people and fine tuning little things and checking in on peeps and how did that go and following up on stuff and um but man he just seems so in control and on top of his stuff yeah just a few more things before we go um just the coaching staff and watching coach prime at that scrimmage on saturday i think they really emphasized evaluating and not coaching too hard on saturday and i think that may be why you know Energy may have been lacking a little bit and why we saw some of these penalties and stuff is because uh-huh. they truly wanted to go out there and evaluate. It wasn't about correcting mistakes in that moment. Of course, they're going to go back and watch the film and point all these things out. But I don't think there was a focus on, you know, um, I don't want to say getting better, but like a focus on, you know, I guess micromanaging every little yeah. rep like it would be in a normal Fine tuning. It exactly. was much more of a let's let this play out. So we can see more of the overarching issues that we can correct 
two weeks out because that was exactly two weeks from the TC. Exactly. Yep. Um, and then one more thing. I've seen people ask about the backup quarterbacks. I think they did all right. Um, the guy that really stood out to me was Casey Wiseman, the other freshman. Mm. Um, he, again, probably had what I thought was the throw of the day on a seam ball to Jalen Ellis. It was one of those NFL throws, man, yeah. where it's right up the seam. Defenders got his back to the, the quarterback, and it just right around the defensive mm. defender's back into Jalen Ellis's hands. It was a great throw, and uh, he had a few of them today, too. That arm pretty much, uh, it popped, at least from what I saw. How's he move? Move pretty well. Yeah, huh? I think he had a run, too, now that I think about it. Um, Sounds good to me, man. I remember when we were talking to... Adam Munster Tiger, Buff Stampede. I think it was when he came down here for the live show, and it was right after Kaysen committed, I think. Or it might have been Danny O'Neill. Um, but it seems like Kaysen's much more of like a scheme fit for what Sean Lewis wants to do yeah. offensively. So That's exciting. Yeah. Because that probably is the biggest concern I have with the roster. Right. At present. And as Sean says, a fellow Georgia kid. Yeah. Love that. Yep. Uh, he went to South Paulding High School, or he goes went to South Paulding High School. Sorry. Mm. Do the Nuggets repeat, Dre? Do the Nuggets repeat? Absolutely. Yeah. Lock it in, Ed. You got this. Yes, you know it. All right. That's Th it, huh? Yep. Thanks for tuning in, chat. It was a fun one. Was um, a fun one. Neely will be here for a few days this week for some shows. That's awesome. Um, we'll see what else we cook up but uh we got one more week of camp and then man next week we're into game prep big time yep. let's go um maybe we have rk call in at some point next week oh yeah um, got to yeah we'll link up with him in fort worth love it so love it all right see you guys tomorrow let's go buffs let's go buffs